Good morning, guys. How are you? All right. Good. I got some response. Fantastic. <clears throat> Let me get this set so it doesn't mess up. There. <clears throat> this morning, I get the honor to preach. I really do think of it as an honor to preach before you guys, um, those that are here and those that are on the internet. You know, I often worry about it, though, because I think I'm not going to do a good job. I'm not going to be like Eric. I'm not going to be bubbly and as knowledgeable and, and all the things that come through him. And yet, I don't worry about that because it's not how I present the message to you guys. It's the message. And I get the opportunity to share God's Word today. I get the opportunity to read from His Word and, and to tell you what it's about and the things that are going on in there. I get to share a message that God loves you today. It sounds very simple, but we often don't remember that. I don't know if any of you woke up, opened your eyes and went, God loves me. That's cool. Sometimes we get up and go, ah, got to go to church today. Ah, the house is still a mess from last night. Ah, I've got to go meet with so-and-so, or we're going to have to do this or that and this and that. And we forget to praise God for the day that he has given us. And I hope today in the message we get to do that. The message today is he loves you, he hears you, he cares for you, and he acts on your behalf. I had a little trouble with the sermon prep this week. I had a sermon. Eric asked me, he's like, you want to preach? I'm like, yeah, I got one. <clears throat> I read it, threw it away. I went somewhere else. And sermon prep for me, as opposed to, to most, is what not to say. I get excited. I have God's word, and I start reading something, and I trail off, and I, yes, yes, and, and it's all good because it's all from God's word. It's all the Bible. But I have to remember that I'm not going to sit up here and read the book from Genesis to Matthew to you today. I love the Bible. I truly do. And yet I have to tone it down. I have to pick out certain things. You know, it, it's summertime, and I don't know when you guys have gone on vacation, and, and you know, as a kid, maybe you played license plate bingo or car bingo or whatever. And, and I was thinking, you know, you guys could play bulletin bingo today. That was real easy. I have three points. Will I hit them? Who knows? If I do hit the points, mark them down, yell bingo. <clears throat> But it really is important to me that I share God's word clearly. It really is important to me that I read from his word. Because as a man, I could be sidetracked. I know what I'm thinking. I know what I believe. I know what I appear or think that I'm saying. But sometimes that's not the truth. Sometimes it's me instead of God. And so you'll often catch me and... and even today, I've got several marks in the Bible. We'll be reading from the Bible. Because when I do that, you've heard God's word. It's not my words. It's not my thoughts. You've heard God himself. And a big thing about today's message is that we're going to learn that God hears, God cares, and God acts on our behalf. But to do that, God has to speak. Throughout the Bible, 
there are many examples of God hearing, caring, and acting on behalf of individuals and groups and nations, his people. This morning, like I said, I had to pin it down. I had to get one. I can start from the beginning of the Bible and, and go to the end and, and continue and continue and continue, but I broke it down to Exodus 3.7. If you have your Bible, you can open to that. We'll be reading it soon. This is God speaking to Moses out of the burning bush. This is after Joseph, you know, the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, all the cool songs. This is after Joseph ended up in Egypt when his brothers threw him in a pit and then sold him as a slave. And then he was imprisoned for the things that happened to him. And in prison, God spoke to him and, and told him what was going to happen. And he saved Egypt. He came out and he was the hero. He was the big man. And, and through that, he brought his family to the land of Egypt. He brought his people, his father, and he brought his brothers and they grew and they prospered in the land of Egypt because they had saved it. And all Egypt's thanking them. Oh, this is great. Thank you, thank you. Well, guess what? Time goes by. People forget. And in the land of Egypt, they saw the, Egyptian, or they saw the Israelites growing and prospering and they were worried that they would destroy their nation. They're going to take over. They're doing too well. So they abused them. They tried to kill off their children. They made them slaves. They made them work for Pharaoh. And as it comes to, they only had one hope. They cried out to God. He heard. He cared. And he acted on their behalf. Nobody yelled bingo yet. <laughs> so let's read from Exodus chapter 3, 7 through 8. Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them out of the land of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now, behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me. God heard the people of Israel cry out. God loves the people of Israel. He cares for them. And he acted. He sent Moses. And I'm not going to get into the whole story of Exodus, but he drew his people out of Egypt. They were in a land that they didn't belong. It was a land that wasn't good for them, that was abusive to them, that they weren't fulfilling all that God had for them in. They cried out to him, and he answered them and pulled them out. We have to think, what does that have to do with us? This is a story long ago. This is a story of a people we don't know. We read about. What's it to us? Guess where we're at? We're in the world that God created, but we're of the or we're not of the world. We're of God's creation. We're in the world, but we're not of it. We're in a land that really isn't our home. So we struggle, we fight, 
we see things that are going on that we don't like, what do we do? We cry out to God. What does He do? As we read, He hears us, He cares about us, and He acts on our behalf. The world is a place that we don't want to be in because of sin. Sin has caused all the problems in this world. And God knows that. We cry out and wish for forgiveness of our sins. God hears us. How does he forgive us? Well, he acted upon our behalf and he sent his son Jesus Christ who died upon a cross, was buried and was raised again for our sins. So that problem has been delivered. God has taken care of that sin problem. Do we have faith? Do we believe that? That's up to you. I don't know what's in your heart, and in fact, I don't even know what's in my heart. Only God does. I have faith that I believe through His Holy Spirit that I will be with God forever, that He has forgiven me of my sins, and that He loves me. Our desire is to be with God. He has taken that and made that happen. It is also his desire. So in the Bible, we know that God speaks. God is speaking continually to us. You ask, what? How? When? Well, right now you're hearing my voice. You may be listening. You may be blowing me off. You may be zoning out. I hope that you're listening. I pray that the words that I'm speaking are not from me and made up, that they're actually God's word. My assurance of that is that I read right from his word. If I fail in every point that I speak, fine, but there's no failure in God's word, and you will hear that today. I thank God that he has given us this book, his words, his speaking. This is one way that he speaks. It's infallible. It's truth. There's no lies. There's nothing made up in this Bible. It can't be said for any other book. This is God's truth. He is speaking to you. You have it in your hand, I hope. You can even get it through your phones and, and internet. But I have to tell you, when you grab your tablet and your phone, <clears throat> I can say that I have grabbed this book and never have seen sin in here. I've never seen bickering through Facebook. I've never seen people attacking other people in different ways. I've never seen pornography in here. I've never seen any of that. That can't be said for your tablets and your, your phones. Make sure that you have God's word. Find it one way or the other. I believe holding his book has, to me, a great authority. I know that I'm not mistaken from that. God is continually speaking. And, you know, I want to assure you of that. In the first chapters of Genesis, the words God said, first chapter, are used 11 times. And when God said, guess what happened? Well, he created the heavens and the earth. He created the stars. He created the separation between earth and water. He created everything. He created you and I by speaking. God said, and we were created. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. 
beginning of the Bible. I'm going to jump ahead because there's a lot of God says, as I had mentioned in here. I'm going to go to verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heaven and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own, own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every, every bird in the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. God said, and everything was created. God speaks. You know, the fall of man occurred because the serpent approached Eve and questioned, did God really say? And he went on and he twisted the words of God. Eve replied, with the words of God, and, and added a little bit on her own. Then there was a discussion. There was deception. It turned into the fact that, who am I listening to? Adam and Eve, although heard the voice of God in the garden, decided that the voice of the serpent was who they would listen to. They stopped listening to God. They listened to falsehood and lies. That falls pretty close to home. What am I listening to? Who am I listening to? Am I listening to media? Am I listening to the world? Am I listening to my own thoughts that are not the thoughts of God? Who am I following? Do I listen to God? I have to answer truly. Not all the time. I listen to myself most of the time. I know the Word of God, but I also think that maybe my way is better. It's not. It is in no way, and I even understand that. But by whatever reason, I let the powers from the outside and the things that I hear come into my head, and I believe those things more than I believe the Word of God. What's my problem? I'm not listening. God listens. God hears us. God hears us continually. As it goes on, that's the fall of man by God's spoken word. God speaks to Cain. Cain, why are you upset? Why are you mad? Don't do it. He wants to encourage him. He wants to lead him to what's right. Cain doesn't listen. Cain kills Abel. God continues to speak through the Old Testament. God spoke to Noah audibly. God spoke to Abraham, his descendants. God spoke to Moses, as we just read in Exodus 3, 7 through 8. God spoke to all Israel in Exodus 20, 1 through 22. The Ten Commandments were audibly spoken to the people. 
God speaks throughout the Old Testament in many, many ways. These are just a few examples. Again, like I said, my hardest thing is where to stop. You can continue. You can study this. You can read upon it. The fact is, is that I went a little too deep and kept looking and looking and looking, and it's like, stop. God speaks. Believe it. I do. That's what I need. God also hears. But we come and we say, well, that's the Old Testament. What's the application today? In the New Testament, angels announced that Christ was going to be born, that Mary was going to be pregnant. Angels again announced and rejoiced to the shepherds that Christ had been born. Angels told Joseph and Mary, hey, you got to get out of here. You need to leave. There's danger. They also told them the danger's over. You can return. Jesus himself is actually called the Word. We can go to John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Jesus walked among the earth, speaking, talking, teaching, living. Jesus himself, as a child, spoke to the teachers of that time. When Joseph and Mary were heading back, and Jesus stayed behind, they didn't know it. Where'd they find him? In the temple, listening and speaking. God, again, audibly spoke at the baptism of Christ. Even after he was crucified, Jesus came back. He appeared to the apostles and to many others, and he spoke to them. He had his whole teaching on the cross. He said, it is finished. Everything is complete. Your salvation is lacking nothing. He had to come back. Hey, did you guys get that? 40 more days walking with them. Uh, let me explain this, guys. The road to Emmaus. Hey, guys, you remember when Jesus was talking about this and that and this and that, reminding and telling them and speaking to them? Because in that short time period, they had forgotten. They started listening to other things. If you're not listening to God, you're listening to lies. So Jesus even came back for the 40 days. Then when he went, Jesus said, I'm going to send you another. Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks in you today. You know what is truth. The Holy Spirit discerns things for you. He even speaks through your prayers to God. We may not have the right words and know what to say. We may mumble and just cry and go, oh, the Holy Spirit takes that, gives it to God as a grieving heart and a love for Him and the concerns that we have. Our mind and our voice are not what God is. We sometimes mumble and fail and things like that. But God sent us the guarantee of the Holy Spirit. We have that. He is speaking to us. God speaks. He has spoken. And He still speaks today. God speaks in many ways, as we're discussing. In reading the Bible, we understand and believe that this is truly His Word, as I spoke earlier. In it, 
God speaks audibly. God speaks through angels. God speaks through his prophets. God speaks through his apostles. God speaks through his word. God speaks through signs and wonders. God speaks through visions and dreams. God speaks through creation and nature. God speaks through his Holy Spirit. He speaks through the faith that you and I have. God speaks through those around us. God even speaks through things that we think are coincidences. Where you're going through and go, well, that's odd. How'd that work out? That's a coincidence. No, that's God speaking and working in your life. God speaks of more ways than I can even list or even think of. Perhaps it's easier to tell you what God is not speaking to you or how God is not speaking to you. It's a pretty easy one. God is not speaking to you in falsehoods and lies. Those are not from the Lord. More often than not, that's what we're listening to, you guys. I hate to say it, there's liars out there. Believe it or not, there's people that want to take you to a direction other than a godly way. Why do they want to do that? Pride, selfishness, fear, misery loves company. They want to draw you. They want to come through. They want to lead you away from God. You know, when you hear people, and, and especially when they're talking of this, and, and I hope that you guys even check with me, or check me. Test people. Test the word that they say. When they say, the Bible says this, da-da-da, show me. Let me see it. Or at least go home and look at it. I was with my niece one day, and, and we saw on TV, and a guy even threw out the Bible verse. Oh, in verse so-and-so, it says this, da-da-da. I'm like, wow, that doesn't hit. I'm not a great scholar, but that wasn't right. So I said, go get my Bible. She got the Bible. The verse said nothing. Not even close. It wasn't even a paraphrase. He was just throwing out things to bring his word with some power behind it using God's Bible verse. He used nothing of that Bible verse. It was a lie. Jesus was tested all the time. People sat there with the scrolls, wanted to hear Jesus. They wanted to catch him in a lie. No lie came from his mouth. They continually searched. He didn't even rebuke them. He never said, don't be checking my word. Freely, do it. If I say, this is what the Bible says, check me. You're not testing God. You're testing if what I said, God said, is true. You're checking me. Test me because I'm a human. Hearing truth from God may be convicting, but it'll never be contrary to his word. We may hear from God, and somebody may come up to you and say, hey, you know, this isn't right with what you're doing. And it may be truth, and it may be a factual word from God. It's going to hurt. It's not going to be the way you want to be living. They're going to bring the truth to you. You know what? Accept that. Learn from it. Grow from it. If somebody comes up to you and says something and says, you're wrong in this and da-da-da-da-da, and it's contrary to the Word of God, don't listen to them. It's nothing. 
Satan continually does that. He wants to tell you how bad you are and how terrible your sin is. It can't be saved. You're worthless. Wait, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says I'm a son of God and he loves me. I have great worth. To him, he sent his son to die for me. Don't listen to the liars and know when they are lying. Test them, check them. See if it is the word of God because that is not a lie. So a lot about God speaking. God speaks to unite us with him. He speaks to you today because he loves you. Because he loves you, he is also listening. And these were the points that I wanted to hit. That God hears you. God is listening to you continually. Whether you're addressing him and saying, Hey God, God, I got God, listen to me. Or you're just walking down the street and you're mumbling to yourself, God hears you. God knows. God is continually listening. Are we listening to him? Are we hearing God? Do we even care what he says? For myself, again, not always. I have two ears, one mouth. Those of you guys know me, you know which one I use the most. You know that sometimes these aren't even here. It is all this. I speak way too much. I speak, and even if I ask a question, I don't listen to an answer. I do that to people. I do that to God. I cry out to God. I pray to God. And I continue to ramble. I don't stop and listen. I wish that I did. And I know that I do sometimes. But I'm just being honest with you guys. I just want to talk to you. I'm a guy who talks a lot and listens a little. It's not right. My wife, <clears throat> when I'm in studies and in Bible studies, I have to count to 10 before I respond to a question. <laughs> and the guys are laughing because they know I don't wait. <laughs> We're in Bible study, and, and when a question is asked, I get excited. I've got something to say about that. I've got something to say about that. You want to talk about Bible? I've got something to say about it. But I need to listen. So sometimes I'll sit there and I'll smile, and Eric's like, you're counting to 10, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, I'm on eight. Come on, you got two seconds to jump in. But the truth is, we need to listen. We need to listen to God. <clears throat> I need to do that much more. <sighs> you know, when I speak, as I said, which is often, I truly wish that my words would be praise to God. They would be the truth of salvation. It would be encouragement to you. It would be recognition of what God has done in my life. If those were the words that were flowing out of my mouth, I wouldn't mind speaking continually. Let my praise be continuous before him all the time. I wish it was. You know, I'll quickly jump to the last two points. <clears throat> God cares and God acts on our behalf. As we read in the earlier verses, God cared for His people, the Israelites. He sent Moses. He took them out of Israel or out of Egypt. I'm sorry. 
when they got out, he gave them advice. He gave them direction. He told them what to do. Initially, they listened and were thankful. Then they were thinking, you know, it's, it's not good. What he's saying is not right. They started listening to the grumbling that was amongst themselves. They started listening to other things. It was a very tough time. They ended up in the desert for 40 years before they could get to the promised land. Guys, we don't have to be in the desert for 40 years. Listen to God. Don't forget what he said. If you have forgotten what he says, grab his Bible, read it again. It never becomes old. It's never just another book. It's living. It's within you. God cares for you and I. The whole book about it is about his plan to be with us forever. God loves you. He'll never be apart from us. He wants us to be with him always. How much does he love us? How much does he care? Hey, I know you guys know it, but let's go to John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to, conde or into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. God cares for you. God loves you. He cares so much that He sent His Son. He wants to be with you forever. I love being with people, but I want to be with God forever. God hears, God cares, God acts. God has given you this day. He has a plan for you. John 10.10. 10. Well, as we're in John... The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Guys, God is here to give you an abundant life. Jumping back to Psalm 118.24. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We started the sermon or the internet clicked on and, and we were laughing and joking and having fun. Guys, that's how life should be. We should be laughing and joking and having fun. Yes, we should mourn with those who mourn, weep with those who weep. But you know what? God has given us a glorious day. He's given us this day. We woke up on the right side of the sod today, guys. We need to take that and praise God for it. Yes, God has given you salvation. We will be with Him for eternity. But He also gave you this day. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. How's that possible to rejoice and be glad in it? Well, it's simple. Same thing God does. He hears us, He cares about us, and He acts on our behalf. How do we rejoice and be glad in this day? Hear from God. What he has planned for you is good. Care about God. He loves you and cares about you. Be enough caring about God to be in his word, to pray to him, to acknowledge everything that he's given you. Guys, you'll never be able to start the day and say, 
God, um, thank you for, huh, let me think. Because the fact is, just take a breath. Breathe in and go, God, thank you for that air that I was able to breathe. And when that air entered my body, God, thank you for designing me so much that I can utilize that and it'll work with my heart and my lungs and I can breathe and that I can think of you and that I can grow, that you've healed me over and over this week from all the injuries that I've had. God, you heal me from things I don't even know about. You've given me so much. I live in this country that, guys, we don't live in severe need. We have more than our needs. We live in wants and desires. God has given that to us. Some of it, guys, we don't deserve any of it, and some of it turns us away from God. He's not doing it to trap us, but know how wealthy in all the things that you have are. You can't wake up and go, oh, gosh, I, I don't, you know, the phone I have, it's a seven. You know, people have 12s. Well, I don't have a 12. Gosh, I have a seven. Life's terrible. Life's bad. Rejoice that there's communication. Guess what? I can call my kids. I can see pictures on a phone. That's crazy. You know, I'm an old man. We used to have it on the wall. You dial things, you know. I used to answer and say, hello, who is this? And my parents would get mad. You can't say that. It's rude. Today we have a phone and we know who it is. Sometimes we don't answer it. <laughs> Whoa, set that one aside. <clears throat> but the truth is, you guys, we have reasons to praise God. We have reasons to love Him. God loves us. And because of that, we can love Him. God hears us. And because of that, we should hear Him. God cares about us. And because of that, we should care about Him. God acts on what is good. Because of that, we should act on what is good, what is from God. You know, it's summertime, and, and hopefully this is fairly short. It seems like it flew by for me. Nobody fell asleep that I can see. <clears throat> but I'd like to close. I know. Isn't it great? I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, there's nobody sleeping. <laughs> Frank came back, so... You know, Frank already knew my sermon. We were talking before, and he starts listing everything that I'm talking about. I'm like, he was reading my notes. <clears throat> so he comes back in. Intuition. See, and that's why if you're on the Internet, you're missing all this cool stuff. You need to be in church. <clears throat> but anyway, <laughs> so let me close, you guys. God willing, we're going to take another ride around the sun today. We all woke up because we're here. We're going to get another day from God. My son-in-law, Seth, recently preached, and I'd love to answer or end in this. People, let's enjoy the ride. God has given it to us. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Dear Father in heaven, we laugh, we joke, we hear your word. Lord, we truly, truly love you in ways that we don't even know. You love us even greater than that. We thank you for this time that we get to be together. We thank you for the time that we get to read your word, that we get to encourage each other, that we get to share fellowship, Lord. We pray that for many people, and, and Lord, not only those that go to this church, but all churches that I speak in your name, Lord. Let them be full. Let the word go out, Lord. Let your word go out. We know that you are speaking, Lord. Let us hear you today. Let us love you today. 
Let us act upon the things that we have heard, learned. Lord, please be with us and empower us in those ways. We thank you for the blessings that we have. We thank you for all that you are, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.